Welcome to episode 56. This is the Motive Podcast, and I am your host, Shaded Bertinoli. I'm a licensed therapist, and I my website is motiveacademy.com, where, where we sell an online self-worth course that I guarantee will change your life and help you to protect the worth that you have, which is infinite. So here's the situation. You're a guy who, or female, but for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to say guy. You're a guy who has struggled with pornography for a long time. And it's something that you've been trying to fix and figure out for such a long time. You've tried so many things. You've tried changing your phone, your settings, locking your phone, having accountability people. You've, been, you've tried everything, right? You've, you've talked to spiritual leaders. You've, you've, just, you've, you've, you've been caught. You've had tons of pain that it's created. And you just don't know what to do. And it's a struggle, right? It's just, it's just a real struggle. And it's very likely you've struggled with hopelessness and, and probably felt like you're just never going to figure this out. Well, the reality is you're in a, you're in a psychological conundrum. The conundrum is fixing your problem has become your purpose. It's been something you've been dealing with for so long that without even trying, it's become the purpose of your life. And I know this because I've talked to so many people. When I've asked them this question, the answer is, I don't know. And the question is, if you woke up tomorrow and God told you that you would never look at pornography again, that he had just healed you, that it was just over, it was done. You'd never desire it again. You'd never look at it. What would be your purpose? Right? What would be your purpose? The majority of the time when I ask this question to someone coming into me trying to work on this struggle is I don't know. They say I don't I don't I don't know what my purpose would be. In other words, I don't I don't know what I would do actually. I'd have to figure that out. I hear that all the time. And I look at them and I say, exactly, that's your issue. Why would you And that's when I say you're in a psychological conundrum. Because if the purpose of your life has been to fix pornography, why would your mind, why would your your soul, if if you will, your conscience, why would like this 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 your your inner self, why would it give up the very thing that's become your purpose? Why would it give up pornography? If solving it has become your purpose, then giving it up means you now don't have one. Because if it's actually solved, then now what? And it's that now what? It's that unknown of what it's like without it that actually keeps people retreating back to it time and time again. It's actually what I would say pushes people back to it more than the sexual drive of it. It's the, it's the, it's the comfort of it. It's knowing it. So when, when Peter, when Peter the Apostle Peter, when he was on the boat, 
in the Sea of Galilee. And he's looking out across the water. He saw, he saw Christ walking. And what did he do? Right? He, he got out. He got out of the boat. And he went towards him. And we all know that the waves came and he, and he sank and he, he, he yelled to Christ to save him. And Christ says, oh, he has little faith. But the fact is, is Peter left the boat. He, that boat was his purpose in life. That was his comfort. That he, he was, the, the Sea of Galilee was his backyard. That's what he, that's how he, he fed his family. It's how he, he survived. That was his career. It was everything to him. So he knew that ocean. He knew the sea. It wasn't an ocean. He knew the sea. And what he didn't do is what's even more important. He didn't say, hey, hold on, Jesus. I, uh, I got to fix this boat. I got I to gotta fix it because if I, you know, once I, once I fix it, then I can come out there. Because then I'll know that I can come back to it. Because then I know that it's okay. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta find a life jacket. Can, hey, can you explain to me how I'm gonna walk on water? He didn't wait for all that. He got out of the boat and he turned to Christ, who's probably said to, you know, in, in essence, was saying, "Hey, hey, Peter, will you just leave it? Instead of trying to fix it, he didn't say he didn't say to fix your sins. He said to forsake your sins. Forsaking is not is not fixing." And Satan, Satan loves when, especially with pornography, he loves it when people are fixated on fixing because he knows you're going to struggle anyway. He knows you're just going to keep dabbling in it. He knows it's going to continue to be a, an issue because it's like what your focus is. And the fact is, just so you know, psychologically, your brain doesn't know how to stop things. It doesn't know how to stop thinking about a pink elephant. It doesn't know how not to be depressed. It doesn't know how not to be anxious. It only knows how it only it only knows what to be. And so stopping pornography, fixing it, don't do it, all of those mindsets are are backwards. And they become they become a, a rigid cycle that actually perpetuates the, the the very thing you're trying to stop. Are you starting to see the conundrum? Are you beginning to see what I'm talking about? You have to start to answer the question, if I was healed of this right now, what would I do differently? What would I be doing better? What would I be doing more of? What would be different in my, my relationships? What would be different in how I speak to people? How would my prayers be different? How would my, my focus be different? What would I do? without it that's how you heal because you can stop you know if you want to try to stop this behavior you can there's many methods you can do to stop the behavior but is it healing or is it just stopping is it repenting or is it stopping is it change or is it just stopping and i'm here to tell you i'd rather heal and Christ says, turn to me and I'll let that, I'll let that boat sink, actually. What you think is this thing you need to fix? If you just come with me, if you'd start doing the things that you would do if I had already healed you, then I will heal you. 
you can't wait to feel healed to do the things that you that would show that you were healed. That's not how it works. The miracle comes after the faith, not before. So showing faith, in other words, doing something that shows healing, is how Christ then says, you're healed. The blind man had to open his eyes to see. Christ didn't open them for him. There's so many examples you can look at that suggest this. But the conundrum is, is you felt righteous or you have felt like you're doing the right thing by trying to stop it. And I'm not judging you for that. That's amazing, actually. In fact, many of you that are listening or that you know someone who needs to hear this has spent decades trying to stop this thing. And I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you, if it's you or they, if it's them, have felt hopeless because it should be hopeless. It's hopeless to try to give up something that has become your purpose. That's actually insanity. But I would then ask of you, since when did you come to this earth? Since when did you say that your life's purpose is to stop a certain habit? Is that what your deathbed confession wants to be? Hey, I, I can die now. I finally stopped this. Or do you think there's a chance that there's so much more for you? But the problem is you keep waiting to be healed in order to do those things that are more. And I'm telling you that it's actually the other way. When you begin to focus on the things that are more, on the mission that you were sent here to do, the healing starts to take place. Trust me. It's real. Satan loves getting us fixated on our boats. So if you're listening to this and you don't have a pornography issue, congratulations for one. But what's your boat? What do you what's your comfort, right? I've said this before on our podcast. What's what do you what boat are you sitting in that you got to get out? You got to get out of. What is it that you're holding on to? What life jacket do you think you need that you're holding on to? What's the thing that you, you know, are, are you that thing that you keep trying to fix? That, that until you fix, you won't be able to feel God's love. You're backwards. You're living the wrong doctrine. You're living the wrong gospel. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ that I know. He says that faith is the first principle of, of his gospel. Faith in him. Not faith in yourself. Faith in him. And repentance isn't fixing Forsaking is is what that is, and that's by turning to him. And that Jesus said, I know, would rather to say, come follow me and let that boat sink rather than me and you walking back to it and trying to look at every piece of wood that's on the boat to tell you why you why you did that and why you did this thing and why you did that. I don't know that he's so much concerned concern about the why. I think he's more concerned about what you get to do now. There's an amazing scripture that was just told to me. And I'm sorry for any of you that's listening that, that isn't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm not trying to offend you. But there's a, there's a, I would ask you to keep listening, though, because there's a scripture um, in the Book of Mormon that I believe in. And the scripture talks about something that I believe is also biblical. But it talks about this idea that we had faith before we ever came to this world that before this life we had a we had a pre-existent life where we actually were able to choose good and evil 
and we chose Christ then, and we chose to come to this earth to get a body. Well, in Alma chapter 13, verse 3, it says that according that we that we chose to come here based on a preparatory redemption. Hear those two words together. Preparatory redemption. In other words, there is nothing and no mistake any of us has ever made that surprised the Lord. Never once. And I know I know every single one of you here listening thinks you've disappointed God. You think that you have done too much. You think that you've used up your quota. You think that that you've that you've done something that wasn't in the plan, that wasn't in the cards. Guess what? No offense. That was already made up for. That was already figured out. A preparatory redemption was made for you personally. Based on the fact that the faith you had before you came to this earth told Christ that it was worth it for him to suffer for you. Just by being even, by choosing him. But there are things I promise that you promised to do before you even came to this world that are holy callings for you. They're missions for you. They're ministries for you personally. And that's what Satan's trying to keep you from. Because he knows if you'll touch on that, if that he knows if that'll be revealed to you in even a tiny morsel, a, a, even a mustard seed, of glim- a glimpse of what it is that you said that you would come to this earth to do, that you'll forever change. You'll be anchored in Christ. You'll be anchored in, in power. So don't, don't give Satan the upper hand by choosing to have a purpose that is focused on redeeming yourself. That's insanity. You'll never get there. And I've tried myself. You have too. You know you've spent days and hours and tears and shame all over the place trying to redeem yourself. Is it working? Does it actually create more addiction? More isolation? More shame? More struggle? Yeah, that's why he wants you to do it. In the Garden of Eden, as soon as Adam and Eve took of the fruit, what did Satan tell him to do? He told him to go and hide. He, he told them that they were naked and that they should be ashamed of that nakedness before the Lord. And how about you? Are you ashamed of your nakedness before the Lord? Because he already knows it all. And he even knew it before you came here, and yet he still prepared a redemption for that nakedness. So why hide? Tell him. I believe walking with God has so much to do with walking in that nakedness, telling him everything. There's nothing to surprise him about. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, and I, I can promise you, especially if you're struggling with pornography, this is something you got to do. You have to. You have to start focusing on what life is for you without it instead of waiting for life to be without it, to start living the life you're supposed to live. Because it ain't never going to happen. 
if you're if you know someone who does struggle with this it's, that isn't listening to this podcast you know what to do beg them to listen to it <laughs> they need it and it is through that's the faith that when apostles and spiritual prophets in the book of mormon the bible when they talk about these things about having faith in christ that's what they mean it's him that will will save this thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode